0: Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today I'm putting it out. Man, I feel like I'm screaming at you guys. Today I'm putting out the episode, once again, late. Oops. I started not feeling good. When did I come back? Tuesday? Tuesday? No, not yesterday. The day before. Monday. I got back Monday. Uh, I was on a fake. Or no, wait. No, I got back Sunday night. Sunday night, technically. um, Can you shut up? I got back. That's Apollo fucking around with his toy. Hey, shut up. I got back from a fake four-day trip. Uh, The day before, when I was in Syracuse, New York, I started feeling shitty. I had a little tickle in my throat, and I was kind of coughing. I was... Then the next day, the last day, Sunday, I asked my crew for some cough drops. Because I tried finding them at the airport, and I couldn't find it for some reason. It was really really weird. Went Syracuse to Denver, Denver, back to Chicago. Our original uh, arrival time in Chicago was supposed to be 11.59. We ended up getting here at 12.15, which pushed us into the fourth day, is why we call it a fake four-day, because it's not all day. I ended up getting back to the house at like 1.20, uh, and then the next day, I was supposed to leave and I got all my stuff ready. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I felt like shit, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go. And then I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, fuck, I can't. So I had to call off sick. So yesterday I spent mostly in bed. And then today I felt, I feel, I feel better today. Um, but I don't know if you can hear that. I have, I really can't, like one of my nostrils is stuffed up. And i have a little bit of a cough. But I'm not coughing right now, so that's good. That's why I'm putting it out late because I'm—I was trying to wait a little longer. Hopefully, I don't sound as nasally. And I asked Allie, I said, "Hey, do I? Do you think I sound better?" And she goes, mm, "Sure." And I went, "Okay, cool. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna put out the episode anyways." And guys, remember follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO, Twitter at Jesus Show NTO, Facebook, the Jesus Show—not that one. TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one. YouTube, type in the Jesus Show, not that one, or the Jesus Show NTO, and then email me your questions, comments, concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. All right. Um, at the end of the show, I'm going to talk about. Cool. Thanks for hitting the desk. Appreciate that. Dick. Nose uh, thanatos. I can't pretend that things aren't happening in the world. I know this is supposed to be, at least for me, this is supposed to be fuck around time. This is supposed to be silly, you know, talk about anything I want. I try not to talk about heavy stuff, but I know in the past I have. It's hard for me to just pretend that, you know, um, everything's, everything's okay in the world. It's not. Um, and I know, I know some people say, oh, but this is a, this is a, to forget about stuff. Like nah, man, there's people out there in the world that don't have that luxury just because you may have the luxury of, oh, I want to pretend nothing's happening for whatever amount of time. Nah, man, that's not how shit works in the world. And I hate when people say shit like that. You know, when like, oh, why does everything have to be this? And why do you have to bring that up? And why do you have? Because motherfucker, that's how the world works. Just because yours doesn't have, just because it doesn't happen for you and you can pretend that everything's okay. It really isn't. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't really think of a time where I've been able to just be like, oh, ha ha, ha everything's fine. Let's pretend nothing's going on. Uh, but at the end of the show, I was going to, I was going to get into it. I mean, I guess I should have just got into it in the beginning of the show, but I'm not going to, because I run the show and that's how I'm going to do it. Okay. How do you guys feel about turbulence? Have I talked about this before? I don't know if I have. Anyways, if I haven't good, if I have, then I, I hope I. Have the same opinion that I do now about it. Then did that make sense? Probably not. Fuck it. I love turbulence. Turbulence puts me to sleep when I'm in the air and I'm sitting there. If I'm deadheading or um, I'm non revving, just either like just turbulence, just it's like somebody's rocking me to sleep. I'm like, "Mm, this is so good, it's fantastic. When me and Ali would fly out of uh, LA to any of the international destinations we had, which were what? Singapore, Shanghai, Melbourne, Sydney, London, Narita. What else did we have? I think that was it. Out of LA. Anytime we were on the 7-8 and it was time for sleepy time in the air. I slept like a baby. That plane would start moving kind of violently. And I just... man. For the most part, with smooth flights, I would fall asleep as well. But sometimes if it was really smooth. And... Like I couldn't sleep, it was harder for me to fall asleep. But the moment a little... A little turbulence came. Oh man, it was so good. It was so good. The reason why I talk about turbulence is just the other day we were going into Denver, and Denver is notorious for being turbulent going in. I mean, even over here in uh, Chicago, but going in, it was really bad. You know, I'm sitting in my junk seat, and I was, you know, I just sit there and Passengers can see my face. I'm like. And it was funny because this lady, she was. Every time we would kind of drop a little. She's like. Oh. 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 <laughs> and I, I'm trying not to laugh. Because. I mean, turbulence is scary to some people. You know what I mean? Um, but I thought that shit was funny. And I was like. Ugh. That's why I was like, hmm, turbulence doesn't bother me. Because what I think about is there's other things that I have to do to make, like, make sure if they you know, if they're, if, if I can. Make sure you as a passenger are strapped in and safe. I have to make sure that I'm strapped in and safe. I have to make sure that my fellow co-workers are strapped in and safe. And then once all that is done, then I think, okay, worst case scenario, what's going to happen? Then I start thinking, okay, what, what do I do if the oxygen mask come down? Okay, well, I have to put it over my nose and my mouth. Then I put the elastic band over my head and then I tighten it. Okay, cool. Then what? Then I think, okay, well, then the captain's going to call if I'm, if I'm in charge of the flight that was gross i'm sorry if i'm in charge of the flight he's gonna call and then i'm gonna have to hear i'm gonna have to pay attention to important information then i have the tools i have for work right so these are different things that are going on that i'm thinking about during during the turbulence Then I think, then I start giving myself scenarios like, okay, well, what about, what about, okay, well, what are your commands in case of an emergency? What door are you at? Does this door have one lane or two lanes? Blah, 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 blah. There's a lot going through my head. That's why I feel that I don't find turbulence scary. And the fact that talking to many pilots, first officers and captains, Even when I started flying, that everybody just said, "Hey, it's it's like going down a bumpy road. Like it's just it's potholes in the sky." Granted, it's a little more scary for most people because a lot of people don't fly all the time like we do, and it's it's different when you feel bumps and you're thirty five thousand feet in the air. It's a little different than being on the road because on the road you're on the road, you can see it. You're on you're you're on the ground, right up there. You're they're really high so i can see how it freaks people out uh one time it was a thanks I th- it was thanksgiving the first year i was a flight attendant 2012 and i'm working with this girl and she's freaking out she was she was a, she was the the purser of the flight she's freaking out and She's like, you know, I mean it, it, it was in her defense, it was really bad landing into Denver. We're going and we're we're rocking and we're rolling and brr, brr brr. and she even goes as far as to to grab my hand. Just because she was she was just freaked out. Like we fell and then she she grabbed onto my hand because my hand was right there. And oh man, her her palms were so sweaty. I was like, ooh, she grabs out to me and I tell, I said, Hey, it's, it's okay. And she started doing like the, Oh, Oh, and I'm sitting there. Passengers can see only my face, not hers. Cause the plane we were on, you can only see me. And I was like, mm, ch- chill, chill, uh, relax, relax. Uh, everything's fine. To the passenger. Everything's fine. Uh, everything's fine. We land and she was supposed to make announcements. Yeah, you know, welcome to Denver, the time, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, I, I can't, I can't. Can you do that? So I grab the thing and I, I make the announcements for her. We get to the gate, everybody gets off. And I remember telling her, hey, you might want to get another job because I think this is going to happen uh, a lot to you because it's happened a lot to me. And I, I think I had started in May. And it was Thanksgiving, so it was November. So I was like, in the short amount of time, I've experienced some pretty gnarly turbulence. I think it's going to continue throughout the rest of your career as long as you are here. And it has. I've been here. I just completed my, actually, I think technically 18, 19, 20, 21. I think in three days, I'll actually complete my 10 years going into my 11th year, which is insane to me. I never thought I would ever stay with one company this long uh, because before it was like two, three years at this place, two, three years at this place, two, three years at that place, a year over here, a year and a half over there. And I always thought to myself like, oh, when am I going to become an adult and stay somewhere? And then I just thought, oh, maybe not. Maybe I'll just be one of those people that gets a job every few years. And I've been very fortunate that each job that I've had has come with a better, a better pay, a better pay, a better pay, a better pay. Because not everybody can say that. And I'm, I'm very fortunate. I will say I did take a pay cut from my previous job. And then now, obviously, I'm making uh, more than I've made any in any other uh, profession that I've been in. Uh, And I still got two more years until I hit my top-out pay. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, okay. So enough about turbulence, enough about all that shit. Do you guys know, have you guys ever heard of Greg Giraldo? Greg Giraldo, he's a comedian. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um, Off the top of my head, I don't. I don't remember when he passed, but I want to say at least... What, 2022? Maybe eight years ago, maybe 10. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Anyways, Greg Giraldo, man, that guy was fucking hilarious. I recently was on YouTube. I don't know if this happens to you guys. I know I've said it before. Pardon me. Uh, I've, I'll get on YouTube and I type in one thing, right? I think I've shared with you guys, I've watched hoof, cow, hoof trimming videos. It's great. This guy, there's like three guys mm-hmm. that I, that I watch and they explain like, oh, this cow, this is what's going on. You know, she's limping and, or this bull he's limping, blah, 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 blah. It could be this, this, this. And then they start trimming and then like they hit an abscess and then it squirts everywhere. And they're like, Oh man. This thing smells or, oh, it's all over me. It's gross. All this pus is everywhere. I don't know why, but I mean, I, I love watching pimple popping videos. I think that's where that stems from. So there was that. I was watching that, which turned into 2014 MLS Cup highlights when the LA Galaxy beat the New England Revolution in overtime two to one. And then it went to, I think, something about uh, German Shepherd attacks or something. Then all of a sudden it went to uh, the Comedy Central roasts. And in the roast, in the Comedy Central roast, Greg Giraldo was one of the comedians that was always there. Excuse me. Another one is Jeff Ross. I love that guy. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry guys. I'm burping everywhere. Uh but yeah, Greg Giraldo, so uh, so I saw I've seen him on the roast before and then I was you know watching these videos and I'm like, "Oh yeah, Greg Giraldo." And then I started just typing in Greg Giraldo and I started watching his stuff. Hilarious. This that guy, fuck man. He is one of those comics that passed away way 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 too soon. And it sucks. No, I'm not gonna say that. No, oh no, no, no. It sucks that Greg Giraldo passed away too soon. Period. End of that statement. I was gonna say something else, but no, that's that would be fucked up for me to say because I I don't want anybody. I don't want I don't want anybody to. Well, yeah, I don't want anybody to die, except for terrorists. Fuck terrorists. Yeah. Fuck, fuck terrorists and fuck white supremacists. Fuck those idiots. Fuck those extreme people. Uh, I guess that's the only... But what I was going to say is something else. <laughs> yeah, I was going to... No, I'm not going to... No, that's, that's messed up. Oh, also, I think Allie said... Which I told Allie... Wait, hold on. Allie told me... She goes, Do you think your audience is mostly men? And I go, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any of the analy- analytics to, to tell me that. You know, I don't, I, I really don't know. And she said, Do you think when she did her episode, she goes, Do you think more women listen to my episode? And I go, I don't, I don't know, baby. And he says, Do you think you should talk about something that would appeal to women? And I go, Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm up for it. I just, I don't know what what that would that what that would be i don't know like I don't know anything about flowers, but I don't know I think tulips are nice i've I've seen those um oh i know i well I think women like a lot of pillows on everything because If you look at our couch downstairs, I feel like we have 50 pillows when we should have maybe four. Even our bed, I have two pillows I sleep with. Then Ali throws another pillow at me like, oh, this is yours. I'm like, I don't, I don't need three. Why do I need three pillows? Why do I need two pillows? I just need one good, comfortable one. Um... But I know when she's made the bed, I feel like there's two, four, five, six, there's like eight pillows. I'm like, why so many fucking pillows in the guest bed we used to have in Vegas? That one, fuck. That was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like nine, ten pillows. Maybe I should talk about pillows and the firmness, the softness. Uh I don't know. Ooh, how about this? To go off off subject a little bit. Um today Allie and I went to Rooms for Less or Room Space? Room Rooms Direct Rooms to You Room for us for you? I don't know. We went to some furniture store. It was it's over if you live in the area, it's Let me see if I get this right over in Merville by the mall across from Ashley home furniture next to wise guys, alcohol premium plus depot emporium for alcohol. Yeah, over there. We went over there. Allie didn't like, she doesn't like the firmness of our mattress we have right now. She says, it's too soft. <laughs> so we went in. We said, hey, can we exchange it? And they're like, yeah, just, you know, we can just do a swap. Because uh, we have 30 days. We went in and Allie goes, what do you think of this one? So I, I, tried, I tried the firm mattress. And we used to have a Tempur-Pedic, which we loved. Ironically enough, ironically enough? No, I don't know if it's ironic. No, let's not call that ironic. I was at the Y. I was uh I was at the squat racks, and these three people, these two guys and this uh woman, they're they're talking, and I hear them say. This one guy goes, "Yeah, we got a Tempur Pedic," and oh fuck that, like that's the dumbest bed. And then you know the guy goes, "Yeah, that's a stupid bed." And then the girl goes, "Yeah, they're expensive and that's not good." And I wanted to tell him, "Are you guys, are you guys dumb?" A Tempur-Pedic is one of the one of the finest mattresses you can get. We had a Tempur-Pedic, and that shit was amazing. What's wrong with you guys? But maybe they don't know what comfort is. You know, maybe they're used to uh, spring mattresses. Which, if you go from a spring mattress to a Tempur-Pedic, that's like you're eating. I don't know what's a good example. That's like you're you're eating just regular deli meat that you buy at the store. That's like you know Oscar Mayer or something, right? That that's like the the spring mattresses, right? And then you go and you're you're eating um, filet mignon, nicely sliced, with a with a caviar butter on top, and they roll it, and you. It's medium, and you, you go, mm, oh, that's nice. Uh, if you go from that to that, you might be like, oh, god, that shit tastes gross, because your palate isn't refined enough, right? So if you go from, you know, sleeping on the floor to a temperped, you might be like, oh, this is this is gross, I can't. But for those, who are. Refined enough in the sleeping, uh, realm. You know, a temperpedic is dope. Or I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And maybe a temperpedic is the shittiest bed uh, anybody's ever slept on. And I like shitty things sometimes. So who knows? But we had a temperpedic. Now we have a, I think, bed gear. I think is what it, Or bear gear. Some shit. I don't know. We go in. And I, I, I tried because Allie wants the firm. She wants the firm. So, okay. I think we don't have the plush, we have the medium. She wants the firm. Okay. Last night she left the bed and slept on the couch for half the night. And then when I woke up, I was like, what the fuck? Where is she? I woke up, my alarm goes off. I grab my phone and I go, I text her, I said, where's? Then I come out and I went, oh, <laughs> she's on the couch. Uh, so we just, we swapped it. And I tried the firm. Here's the thing. I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit about a lot of things. If, you know, I don't know, like for, like Allie likes it firm. I, I, I could care less. Allie goes, do you want the soft? Do you want the firm? Do you want the medium? I don't care. Are you happy? Yeah, fine. I don't care. And then jokingly, I was like, oh, I, we better put a sign on the headboard that says caution. She goes, why? I said, well, because it's so firm that if I jump on the bed, I might give myself a concussion. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is I went kind of furniture shopping today. And aren't you proud of me? Because I hate doing any of that shit. Here's the other thing. I haven't told Allie and I don't know if she can hear me. She's downstairs. I'm trying not to be loud. Uh, Well, yeah, she'll hear it. But I don't want her to hear it right now. I was thinking, maybe once a week, when I'm around, huh? Oh, I thought she, I thought she could hear me. Okay, cool. I was thinking, maybe once a week when I'm around, on my day off, one of my days off, because I'm gonna try to work a lot, because uh, you know, the baby and, uh, apparently babies need money for shit. It's so weird. Um, I was thinking about doing like the dumbest thing, but I know like she would like maybe going and seeing flowers, maybe pillow shopping, but not buying anything. Just like, Oh, wouldn't this be nice? Not just with pillows, but maybe like chairs. Wall? no, not wallpaper. I think she thinks wallpaper is dumb. Maybe paints. What else does she like? Oh, cool. Antique places. Oh God. Shoot me now. But just to be like, oh, and then I can talk about it with you guys. And then maybe if I'm talking about things wrong, you women who are listening and or watching can email or shoot me a text. If you have my number and be like, Hey, you should do this instead. And then maybe I'll have more womanly appeal and it won't be all about farts and buttholes. So, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Give me your ideas. Let's see how I can be better for you. A little bit for Ali, too. You know. Oh, I just found out at work that a new flight attendant. I don't know how new she is. She's, she's, she's pretty new. I want to say she's been flying for maybe a month. She's based out of. If you're listening to us and you are another flight attendant. Hit me up. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where they're at. Or if you're not a flight attendant and you just want to know. Hit me up. I'll still tell you. Uh, but I don't want to say it on the show because. I don't want to possibly get in trouble. Not that the company I work for listens to this shit. But God forbid. Anybody were to say, oh, well, he mentioned this on the show. I can be like, I didn't mention shit. Well, I I am, but I'm not getting into specifics. Covering my ass. So this new flight attendant, she wrote up, like she saw a flight attendant do something and said, I am going to get this person in trouble. And the thing that the flight attendant did to, I don't know, for lack of a better word, uh, I don't make, make, piss, piss the flight attendant off. Or I guess have the flight attendant want to write her up. I don't know. I guess that's what you would say. Uh, so the so so we have flight attendant 1, flight attendant 2. The new the brand new flight attendant is flight attendant 1. So flight attendant 1, do 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 I'm brand new. Do 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 do, I know everything. Some of them do act like that. I mean there's some flight attendants who have been here for 30 years and they go, "I know everything." And then you talk to them and you go, "You don't know shit." And then the brand new ones come out and, "I know everything." And then you talk to them and you go, "You don't know shit. What are you talking about?" Anyways. So flight attendant 1, brand new, do 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 I know everything. That flight attendant number one, flight attendant number two goes, oh man, this seems like a good time to take a little break from serving the passengers and picking up the trash. I just did a walkthrough to make sure everybody's happy. Everything's good. Hmm. Let me sit down. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drink a Coke because I have a craving for a Coke and we have copious amounts of Coca-Cola on the plane. And flight attendant number two cracks one open and drinks a Coke. Well, flight attendant number one goes, absolutely not. Wait, flight attendant one, yeah. So flight attendant one is thinking, oh no, flight attendant number two does not deserve a Coca-Cola. That belongs to the company. I'm going to write her up. And flight attendant one wrote up flight attendant two For drinking a fucking Coke. What? Yeah. The crazy part about that is. We're allowed to do that. Never in the history of ever. That I've been around. When I went through my training. Nobody ever told me. You. Oh, by the way, you can't drink. The sodas, waters, juices, milk, coffee, teas. You can't drink none of that. Nobody ever told us that. Nobody has ever told us that. And then every year when we go through our training as a refresher, nobody there has ever, ever said, you can't have any of that. Nobody in the history. Of ever. I've never been in a position either where. There's only been one Coke. On the plane. And then I go. I'm going to drink this one Coke. Before I offer it to the passengers. Never has that happened. Because we normally. Not always. But you normally have enough. To offer the passengers, even depending on where you're going, how long the flight is. We can offer two, three, four, five, six, seven times. And we can still enjoy beverages at our leisure because we're on the plane. And where the fuck else are we going to get something to drink if we get thirsty? It's not like we can stop at, hey, Captain, can you pull the plane over real quick over here at the 7-Eleven? I'm going to get something to drink and then we can take off again and be on our merry way. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. So this fucking dumb flight attendant thought she was doing good by reporting this other flight attendant for drinking a Coca-Cola. What the fuck? Not the last trip I was on, the trip before. The last leg home. Um, one of my crew members, she told me, she's like, oh, did you guys hear about? And I went, no. And I had just seen. I had just seen Rachel the night before because I was in Phoenix. And I think I, I think I put it in the group chat that I'm at. I'm in with some of my flight attendant friends. But she told me, and I went, what? And she goes, yeah. So she showed me, she showed us a picture of her. She's like, "If you ever fly with her? And then she said that one of the flight attendant who told us the story, she said, some of her uh, classmates are based with me, and I know them. And they were telling her, That even all throughout training, the six and a half weeks or the six weeks that training is. She was telling on people left and right. I don't, I don't understand when people do that. Like telling on your coworkers, especially for stupid shit like that. It doesn't make you more money. Doesn't make the company. Like I was, I was, I was. Telling another flight attendant who I told, I said, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like these people think they're doing something, but they're not. Because all it takes is for that flight attendant to fuck up and fuck up enough that the company will, oh, you're fired. And then what? She's going to go, oh, but remember that one time that I, I told you somebody stole a Coke from you? Remember? They're going to go, yeah, cool. Thanks. I don't give a shit. Fuck out of here. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't help them. Like, they're just being dicks. I've never understood that. Like, I don't, I don't care enough. I don't care about other people, like coworkers, and what they're doing. Unless it's safety and security, I do not give a shit. Like, some people, I've seen it where flight attendants argue. And it's not that they're both arguing. It's that one of them says, I'm going to set things up like this. And the other one goes, okay, uh, if you don't mind, can you do, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna, and they sit there and they bicker. I'm like, what the fuck? Like every time a flight attendant asks me, hey, do you mind doing this? Sure. But do you have a, nope. Oh, i like to do, okay. We'll do it your way then. Okay. Yeah. But how do you like it? Doesn't matter. How do you like to do it? You like it like that? Cool. I don't, I don't have a, I don't care how I do it. As long as the job gets done, what we have to do, as long as that gets done, I don't care how we do it. Then some people tell me like, oh, well, we're supposed to do this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we can do it like that. And then other people go, I'm not a fan of it because I think if there's four steps, I don't think step three is critical. Because we can go one, two, four. Okay, let's do one, two, four. Um, yeah, just, just don't get, just don't get when people do that shit. Oh, did you guys hear about, okay. There's this, there's this defender. There's this soccer player. He's a defender for Leon, Leon in Les Le France. And apparently the team dropped him because he was farting and laughing in the dressing room excessively. First off. What's farting excessive, excessively? I don't know what that means. Because think about it this way. These soccer players are only at the stadium for x amount of time, right? It's not It's not like these soccer players live with each other, right? So there's there's a there's a there's a break. So to be farting and laughing excessively in the dressing room, in the locker room, what does that mean? Does this guy fart from the moment he gets to the stadium and he, he farts on his, like he farts coming in and then the, as he's leaving the stadium, like then Les France team was like, we cannot do this anymore. I'm, I don't, I don't do a very good Les France accent. But like, here's the other thing. Lyon, the team, are they that much of a square that they don't know how to laugh at farts? If I was a player, like, why would I want to go play for a team like that? They sound like a bunch of fucking squares. Ugh, no. Now I I can only say I can only say that I think there's been times where no, not I think. I know. I know there's times that I've farted excessively. And and it has stunk so bad. It stinks. I know it stinks because I'll fart in the middle of the night. And then I don't know. Let's say it's like three in the morning. And then to have Ali. Audibly say, like, oh my God, I can smell it. Oh, gross. That and but then continuously do it and then continuously hear, oh, ooh, that I know is excessive. Have I done that before? Absolutely. I've done it all day. There was times there was times where I've traveled with Pat, Jonah, and Frankie. And the whole time you're like, dude, what's wrong with you? Is there something like rotten inside you? And I go, Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. We've, we've even gone to the club and the here's, here's a good thing about going to going to a club. Well, first off, there's a couple good things about going to a club in Mexico. First off, we get a really good table every time we've gone to clubs in Mexico. Number two, it's super cheap. A bottle, I don't know, we're paying maybe 60, 70, 80 bucks. And that's like high end shit. In America, that's gonna cost you six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand dollars a bottle. Fuck that shit. And Shay will attest to this. Me and Shay, I yeah. I went with Shay. Shay picked up a trip with me. There was two um, Mexico layovers in the trip. I think the first one was a 15-hour layover and then the next day it was like a 20 hour layover uh, in Mexico City and the first night we went out had dinner and stuff and then the second night her uncle was in Mexico City and we went out with him to this club and we didn't finish one of the bottles I think it was actually two bottles and they gave it to us and she goes wait you can leave the club with bottles of alcohol and I go yeah she goes how, and I go, cause you cause you pay for it, you pay for it. They go, oh, you paid for these bottles. These are yours now. They're not ours. And they go, here you go, and and you leave with them. She's like, what? That's wild. And I go, no, I mean that seems fair. In America, we're supposed to be a free country. Uh, false. In America, you pay for a bottle of alcohol, right? That's not. 60, 70, 80, 90 dollars. You're paying up to a couple thousand of thousands of dollars, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And if you don't, if you don't finish it, you don't take it home. They're like, no, that's it. You're done. Like, wh- wh- what do you want to do? You you can't take it with you. They don't let you take that shit. So Shea was just baffled. But so in the club so there's there's that there's and then I guess the third part of being in a club is you can fart and nobody's nobody's going to be like, oh you farted the music is so loud the vibrations you feel there's you know uh smoke right not steam yeah smoke lights you can Hey, 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 there's all kind of body odors emitting from people. So like you don't know, oh, is that somebody's armpit that they forgot to put deodorant on? Is that somebody's ass? Who knows? And nobody knows because there's so many people. It gets all convoluted, right? Is that the word convoluted? No, I don't know. Mm, Maybe I'm using that word wrong. Anyways, nobody knows what's going on. Just. Boo, hey, thig-a-dang, 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 thig-a-dang. Hey, this is greater. Uh, thig-a, boo, thig-a, thig-a, thig-a. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. If you're at a bar, that's different. If you're farting at a bar, people are going to know it's you because they're probably going to hear you farting. And the smell, like, people, at a, especially at a bar that's not crowded, they're going to be like, oh, that motherfucker be be farting over there. Ugh, what's wrong with him? But at a club, you can fart. It's great. There's been times where I've gone to the club and I'm like, oh, especially in Mexico, I'm like, oh man, those tacos aren't a drink. Granted, I've eaten like 20 fucking tacos, and then maybe like a quesadilla, and I'm like, oh man, I should have taken a shit before we came out, but oh my stomach, and then the alcohol, and then I'm like, oh man, and I start drinking some beer. Normally, I don't drink beer. Especially at the club. But when I do, I'm like, oh man, I feel, and then I just kind of, and then I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. And it's, it's, it's kosher because nobody knows it's you. But if you, but when you're with your friends and they smell it, like I've had it where Frankie, Pat, and Jonah, I think even AJ, I think I farted one time. He was like, he looked at me like, Oh, that was you, and I went, yeah, it was me. But that's it. Like, nobody else is going to know. What I'm trying to say is, hey, Leon, French team, you guys are fucked up, man. Like, to cut somebody for farting and laughing, all they're doing is having, not only is he a professional soccer player, playing for a professional team in Les franches in the first division in Les franches he's living his dream right on top of that he's just trying to have fun because the last time i checked leon was like middle of the table like you guys aren't even top four in the fucking league so chill okay this defender guy is just trying to have fun lighten the mood Boo, ah, ha, ha, ha. Boo, ah, ha, ha. and what and also who told on him was it his teammates coach uh you know the that guy over there he keeps farting and laughing i don't like it you know what they don't deserve you man fuck leon and in, in the in the La- less Franches. you guys you guys are stupid i hope you guys never win anything ever again And if you're a Leon fan, you're probably a square too, because you should fart and laugh and enjoy your life, because life's too fucking short. Okay, fucking less French. Dumb. So dumb. Two more things. I just went to Austin, and I was very fortunate to see Tone, my friend Tone Bell. He just bought. He just bought a house out there. He moved from LA to Austin. And oh man, it was so nice seeing him. He sent uh he sent a lift for me. He's like, Oh, you know, I'm like 20 minutes from the airport. So he sends a car, driving out, and halfway sends me a text and he's like, Um, are you wondering where you're going yet? And I go, Yeah, that happened like five minutes ago. I'm looking around, I'm like, where the fuck am I going? It's like country. Like mmm. I pull up and I see him and he's like, oh, hey. I look, and he's he's with this like seven year old white dude. Like, what the fuck? I wanted to be like, Tone, if you're in danger, blink twice. But he's like, ah, fuck, what was the guy's name? I think his name was Jerry. Fuck, I hope that's his I hope that's his name. If I, if I get your name wrong, Jerry, I'm so sorry. Well, I shouldn't be calling you Jerry if your name's not Jerry. So, but I think it's Jerry. So Tone goes, oh, this is Jerry, my neighbor. For the, for the sake of the story, we're going to call him Jerry. I'll ask, and I'll know, I'll know for next time if that's his name. Uh, so he tells me, he was like, oh, this is my neighbor. And I'm like, oh, man, this is nice. And I see Ollie, Tone's dog. They have some other dogs. The neighbor does. Then Tom goes, oh, you want to go want to go pet donkeys and, and Longhorn? And I went, uh, yeah. So we go in the back to this guy. I think the, the guy has like 12 acres. And it looked, like, it looked like a little lake to me. Or a pond. And the owner of the property said, no, we call those tanks. And I went, okay. So he had a tank. That looks like a little pond, but it's not. It's a tank. They call it a tank. So yeah, I was I was petting donkeys and longhorns and and then as it, it started getting uh darker, Tone walked me over to his place. And he gave me a tour and fuck man, it's so nice. Like there's there's the house and then there's like a workshop. And he was telling me, like, his plan. He's like, I'm, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I'm going to have this, you know, bar game in here and this and that and some TVs. And, and he's like, uh, yeah, you know, like, I just want to have a cool feel. And and then he goes, then he tells me, he's like, oh, we can go to a bar. And I go, why would we go to a bar? I go, this, this is the bar. Like, when I come visit, we're like, why would we go out and drive or not even drive? Tone doesn't drink and drive. And thankfully, I don't drink and drive anymore. I used to. like That That shit's dumb. And I hope you guys don't drink and drive. But I was like, no, man. We just come out of the house and go to the workshop and have some, have some drinks. Chill. He has a big fucking backyard. I think he has, I think he said maybe six acres? Or maybe his where it's cut and manicured at six, but then he, I know he has more in the back. Anyways, fucking, oh man, so great. It was amazing. I have another trip to Austin, this time with a long, slightly longer layover. I'm going to see him again, because he's going to be in town, so I can't, I can't wait for that. Uh, Okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was the Buffalo shooting. Ah uh, man. I've never I've never understood how any person can be upset at another person because of the color of their skin. That's that's um that's 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 crazy to me. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. To have somebody have so much hate in their heart. To have somebody grow up being taught that. Being fed that. It's fucked up. Um, You know, I saw some things where some people were saying, oh, and it's weird because they call him an 18 year old boy. No. He's an 18-year-old man, for lack of a better word. He's he's an 18-year-old dumb fucking man-child, is what that dumb motherfucker is. But... To drive to a predominantly black neighborhood... To inflict the most harm you can to black people, because he's white... I mean, I guess, not I guess, he's a self-proclaimed white nationalist, I think is what I read. It's fucking insane, dude. And what's crazy is, he bought a gun. What, at 18? Which is crazy, because the United States says, "Mm, you can buy a gun, that's chill. But you can't buy alcohol, because that... That'll ruin your life. Or you might ruin somebody else's life. That's fucking insane to me. You know, and I've had people talk to me and and, and say, oh, you just don't know. and I'll never understand that shit. You let people buy a gun before they can drink? Fucking stupid. You let 18-year-olds into the military, but you, you don't let them drink? Hey, you can go die for your country? But you legally can't enjoy uh, an alcoholic beverage, because that's that's too much. You can go, m- you can go kill people in a war, but you can't drink. That's that's too much. You can go see people die and get blown up and all that shit, but no, 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 no. Drinking's gonna affect your mind too much. That's that's fucking insane to me. It's fucking stupid. And I, and I don't, I don't know. I'm telling you now, I don't know how to fix this problem because if I did, I would. And I, I'd be, I don't know. I'd I'd be a genius. I, I don't know how, I don't know how to fix this fucking problem that we keep having where people keep shooting people because of stupid fucking reasons. I don't know how to fix it. It's crazy to me that we can't all agree that something has to fucking change. There's people out there that go, no, everything's fine. It's not fucking fine. It's infuriating when I hear that argument. No, it's a mental, it's a, it's a, it's no. It's a fucking gun problem. And it's gross. It's gross when I hear people go, oh, this is America. We have the free, as an American, I should have the freedom to not be shot. When some other fucking moron decides that he's having a goddamn fucking bad day. That, that, that should be the freedom. To know that another US citizen isn't going to fly off the goddamn fucking hinges because this motherfucker thinks that everybody's against them. Go fuck, you know what? If I want those people to go put a bullet in their fucking head seven goddamn times ka 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 blow out your own fucking brains but to go out and do it to innocent people it's bullshit and i'm i'm trying i'm trying to not get super pissed but it's hard it's hard not to it's crazy Yeah, that's what I'm going to, th- I think, I think I'm going to, I think I should stop it there because I think, I think I'm just going to keep, I think I'm just going to progressively get worse. Um, yeah, just fucking it guys. I don't, I mean, we don't have to love each other, but for God's sake, dude, we don't have to fucking shoot each other either. That's fucking insane. Okay. That's the episode, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, Remember, rate, like, subscribe. Tell everybody you know to uh, listen to and watch The Jesus Show. Now that one. I'll see you next week.